you, me, Turks and Caicos, December 2nd to 9th, 2023. How does that sound? Well, if you like the sound of it, I mean, I certainly do like the sound of it. If you like the sound of it too, head over to thirdshotsports.com. Check it out. I am going with the East Coast Pickleballers. The East Coast Pickleballers. What a great group based in South Carolina. We are going to Turks and Caicos. We would love to have you join us. Head over to thirdshotsports.com. Check it out. It's right at the banner, right at the top, or just check out our clinics. Come and join me. Turks and Caicos, December 2023. If you have watched any high-quality pickleball lately, there is a pretty good chance that you've noticed something, that you have seen players hitting backhands with two hands. And in this case, I'm not just talking about backhand drives that they hit from the backcourt or even returns of serve. Those have been around for quite a while. What I'm talking about is when players are up near the net, when they're hitting soft shots, when they're hitting dinks, they are using two hands quite a lot. And today on Pickleball Problems, we're going to talk about why. Welcome to Pickleball Problems. I'm your host, Mark Renison. Today, we are talking about why we see so many players hitting soft shots with two hands. And in the opening, I talked about dinks in particular, but this could also include drops as well or different kinds of resets or whatever, softer shots that they're hitting with two hands. Now, why is it? What is going on here? Now, obviously, players don't need to hit two-handed backhands, especially on these soft shots, on these dinks. Let's talk about dinks for a second. Obviously, players don't need to hit with two hands. After all, it's a lightweight paddle. It's a lightweight ball. You're not hitting it very hard. This should not be very difficult to do. In fact, when I post our videos on TikTok or on Instagram, wherever we post them, sometimes the comments come in. They're not very nice comments. They say, come on, give me a break. Two hands to hit this ball, what are they doing out there? And I think that is a good question. What is it that they're doing out there when they're playing these dinks with two hands on the backhand side? Well, first, it's important to understand how dinking has evolved. More generally speaking, how pickleball as a game has evolved. Not too long ago, dinks were considered mainly just to be a neutralizing shot. I mean, I certainly learned that way, and I certainly taught that way for quite a while. It's a neutralizing shot. The goal isn't so much to cause trouble for your opponents, but it's really about keeping you out of trouble. It's avoiding trouble. How do we do that? Well, the theory is, look, if I send a low and slow ball to you, low enough and slow enough that you have to hit up on it, well, you can't really hit that hard or else that ball is going to go out the back of the court. And if you hit the ball with a medium speed, well, that just that's a pop-up. That sits up for me and I get to pounce on it. So by me putting you in that position, giving you that low and slow ball, forcing you to hit up, I'm really limiting your options, right? I'm really putting you in a position where you're probably going to hit a pretty slow shot of your own, right? Another dink. But that's how things used to be when we're talking about high-level pickleball. And pickleball has changed. And in just a second, when we come back, we're going to talk about what that change looks like and why two hands help you to do it better. This podcast is brought to you by Pickleball Coaching International. If you teach pickleball or want to get started, PCI now offers pickleball instructor certification. And since level one is 100% online, it's perfect to do when you want and where you want. You don't have to travel anywhere to do it. PCI instructor certification is thorough, practical, and systematic. I should know. I built it. It'll help you to become a better coach. And when you become a member of PCI, you get access to more than 70 high-impact videos, audio, sample lesson plans, insurance, and more. Check out all the details at PCIPickleball.com. 
Welcome back to Pickleball Problems. Before the break, we were talking about why we might be using two hands on these softer shots, specifically dinks. Well, you know what? The olden days of pickleball, olden days, as though it was very long ago. Anyway, the olden days of pickleball were all about neutralizing your opponents with those dinks. But things have changed. Players are now looking to do more with the ball. There is so much of an offensive mindset. And you see this if you go watch good pickleball, either in person or online, on TV even. There is an offensive mindset. Players are looking to go on offense whenever they can. Now, what do I mean by offense? Maybe we should define our terms here. I'm not talking about hitting an unreturnable shot. No, what I'm talking about is causing trouble for your opponents. So in the olden days, when we talked about just hitting a neutralizing shot, that's really about staying out of trouble yourself, limiting your opponent's options. But now we are seeing players, even when dinking, looking to cause trouble for their opponents. There's a number of different ways you can do this, right? You can move your opponents around. You can try to get them off balance. You can try to um, make it so they've got to take the ball in the short hop. So the decision-making is difficult. Should they volley it? Should they let it bounce, right? There's lots of different ways to cause trouble for your opponents. But one of the ways that we're seeing a lot, and that really pertains to what we're talking about here today, is the use of spin. And sometimes this is with backspin, when players slice sort of underneath the ball, making it rotate backwards as it's traveling away from them. But we're also seeing, especially on the forehand and backhand side, I should say, topspin. That's where players brush up the back of the ball with a neutral paddle face that's straight up and down, makes that ball spin over the top. So once it bounces, it then skids forward toward the receiver. And we are seeing players do this. We've seen for a long time players do this in lots of other situations. Serving, for example. Brushing up the back of the ball so they can hit hard and high and still keep the ball in play. We've seen it on, uh, let's say, a third shot drive where you're trying to get that ball to dip down or make sure it doesn't go out the back of the court. Tops and lobs are a thing. So it goes up and over the opponents but then dips down quickly. Volleys. We're seeing a lot of topspin on volleys both on the forehand and backhand side. Where we haven't seen it so much until recently, now we see it all over the place, is using topspin on these dinks. And so what we're seeing is that players are using two hands because it's going to make it easier on that backhand side to create that topspin. Let's talk about why in just a moment. Hey there, it's Mark. Pickleball Problems is brought to you by Selkirk TV. Selkirk TV gives you a front row seat to live pickleball matches, past championships, on-demand skills training, including my pretty great show called Pickleball Today as well as behind-the-scenes insights, and so much more. Available in the App Store and on Google Play, Selkirk TV is the perfect app for any pickleball fan. Download the app today for free, and get started watching pickleball's very best online content. Selkirk TV. Today on Pickleball Problems, we're talking about dinks, dinks, backhand dinks, especially Two hands on those backhand dinks, especially. And just before the break, we talked about how topspin is now being employed more and more often by advanced players to make it harder for their opponents to receive those dinks and receive those dinks in a way that they can send them back well. Topspin is a really useful tool, brushing up the back of the ball. But it's quite difficult to do on the backhand side with one hand. This is especially true, I don't want to get too into the weeds here with technique, but when players use um, what's called an eastern forehand grip on the forehand side, it's really good for brushing up the back of the ball because the paddle face is kind of closed. But if you use that same grip on the backhand side, the paddle face is really open. And so it's tricky to brush up the back of the ball. 
So what players are doing is they're using their non-dominant hand for two reasons. One, makes it a little easier to close the paddle face so the ball doesn't pop up. But two is you then use that non-dominant hand to brush up the back of the ball, accelerate up the back. So I'm a right-handed player. There's a very good chance, no guarantee, that you're a right-handed player as well. When you play a good two-handed backhand, by the way, this is true whether we're talking about dinks or drives, doesn't matter. Really, a good two-handed backhand is almost like a non-dominant hand forehand. So I'm a right-handed player, so when I'm hitting a good two-handed backhand, it's really like I'm hitting a lefty forehand. And my dominant hand, in my case my right hand, it's really just there to support the paddle through contact. But it's the non-dominant hand doing the majority of the work. And we see this also when players are playing these dinks. They're using their non-dominant hand to do the majority of the work to keep that paddle face closed and then to brush up the back of the ball. So that's what's going on. Players are hitting these two-handed backhands not because they have to, but because they're choosing to. They want to hit more offensive balls using spin. They also, I mean, this is a little bonus fact, is when you have that second hand on it, you do have the chance to accelerate a little bit more. Again, kind of like you're flicking that uh, non-dominant hand forehand. Um, and so it gives you a little bit more versatility when you are playing those. But the, the primary reason here for those two hands on those dinks is to be able to brush up the back, create some tops, and make it harder for your opponents to handle. Now, you can go work on this yourself. Go get a friend, see if they can toss you some balls, right? You could practice. This is a good one to practice against the wall as well. It's just to get the feeling of using that non-dominant hand, brushing up the back of the ball. One of the tricks here, or challenges, I guess I should say, is to not hit that ball too fast, because remember, you're playing a dink, you're close to the net, your opponents are close to the net. If you hit this ball too fast, even if it's got topspin, it's not going to have enough spin or it's not going to have enough distance to really dip down low. So the trick is to, to get the just the right amount of upward acceleration without overdoing it and then the ball goes too far. This is really a feel kind of thing, having the feel you need to be able to get that kind of spin without um, overcooking and hitting it too fast. So go out there, find a friend, find a ball machine, find a wall, see if you can get the feeling of using that non-dominant hand to brush up the back of the ball and see if that can improve your dinking. Can you make your dinks a little more offensive by adding that top spin? If you can, I'd love to know about it. Why not send me an email, mark at thirdshotsports.com. Speaking of which, that music tells us that we are at the end of this week's episode of Pickleball Problems. Let me know, what did you think? Send me that email to marketthirdshotsports.com. I'd love to have a voice memo from you. Open up the voice memo app on your phone. Tell me, tell me about your backhand dink. Tell me about anything you want about your pickleball game. I'd love to hear about it. Maybe we use it on the show. If you have a particular pickleball problem you're trying to sort through, you think I can help, voice memo, great way to do it, marketthirdshotsports.com. As always, thanks to our good friends over at Selkirk Sport. And don't forget, Pickleball Coaching International, if you are a pickleball instructor or would like to become one, check out PCI Pickleball today. It's affordable, it's online, it's convenient, it's pretty high-quality stuff, if I do say so myself. Check out Pickleball Coaching International, PCIPickleball.com. Pickleball Coaching International, we make good coaches even better. That's it for the show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Good luck with those two-handed backhand dinks. Mm-hmm.